G'day and uh, welcome to the Scarbox Guitar Builder Podcast. This is episode 22 and today I'm talking to Michael Breedlove from MGB Guitars and Parts. So how are you Michael? I'm doing well. It's good to chat with you. It's nice to be able to, through the wonders of the internet, be able to talk real time to somebody that's uh, just on the opposite side of the globe. Only only just a little little, little far away. That's right. It only yeah, took us 15 yeah, minutes to connect. <laughs> You yeah. gotta, you gotta love technology. Are you there? Are yeah. you there? Are you there? Are you there? Are you yes. There? No, I'm not here. I can't. I can see you, but I can't hear you. Yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I, I think it's. Uh, I, I need to start these things about 40 minutes earlier. I think because by the time we get started, <laughs> we, we've actually been trying to talk for the last 40 minutes. So, Michael, um, Michael's part. Uh, Michael owns. Is the owner of MGB. Uh, which is a, uh, a guitar building and parts supply company as well. Man, you got your... And I noticed on Facebook last night, you are an inventor and you've got something in Costco. What is the deal? <laughs> well, during the day, I'm a, a, an engineer and a manufacturing expert for a company that makes lighting. So that's my day job. Uh, the, the cigar uh, parts and cigar box guitars, that's my evening work and my weekend work. But during the day, I design and uh, manufacture lighting products. And I uh, also watch over about 15 factories in China, which takes me to China quite regularly, uh, which kind of led me a little bit down the path of getting in the parts business. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's that's what I do during the day. But at night, I, uh, I retire to my shop and I build guitars and dream up new ideas for building more. So... So that's what that's what it's all about. I like that word dream. I like that word dream <laughs> up. It's it's uh, it, I, I get that feeling too sometimes when you're in the workshop. I feel like a mad scientist sure. sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what will happen? Yeah, that's I... the fun part. One of the fun parts about this, and I, I don't want to take us too far off course, but that's one of the truly fun things about cigar box guitars is that you really. Uh, can uh, just open up and use your imagination, use your creativity, and think of something and then sit down and try and build it. And that's one of the things I uh, really enjoy most about it. Absolutely. I, one, one actually comes to mind, and it's a, uh, it's a fella on, on the Cigarbox Guitar Builder group, the podcast group, and he's, he didn't want to, it looks like he didn't want to cut into the top of the boxes and the tins that he was using. So what he's actually done is he's mounted, he mounts his, he mounts his pickup off the tin on the neck, which was like, have you seen that? Yeah. That is just. Yeah, that's one of. That's one of the things I, I, I tell a lot of people, a lot of builders that are just being started. Uh, one of the things to do is just to learn the basic fundamentals 
of how a guitar works, the neck, the length, the bridge, the scale length, uh, where to put the electronics. And as long as you learn those fundamentals, you have a lot of freedom in how you can put the pieces and parts together. Yeah. And that's particularly true with a, an electric guitar because that's a little bit uh, different than one where you're relying on the acoustics. Say, mm. They have some different requirements. But boy, with electric, you can go to town. I mean, oh, I've, yeah. I've it's more forgiving, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little more forgiving, I think. Um, Sure. So, you know, the old rule of, of there are no rules, it's, I've always kind of gone, uh, I'm not sure about that. I think, I think there are rules. Yeah. I think you have to have, and I think <laughs> yeah, physics there are, plays there a part. Are, and, there are a few, there yeah. are a few, but, uh, scale length, uh, you know, certainly not as much as in some of the traditional guitars. And, and that's kind of interesting because I don't know if you want me to carry on, but that's kind of what has been the allure and the attraction for me getting into cigar box guitars and, and, and going down this path. Yeah. Uh, when I, you know, I've been a woodworker all my life. Uh, I started out like a lot of us uh, actually going all the way back to uh, my uh, high school days when I had a shop class and my father was also did a little woodworking. And so I just fell in love with wood. Actually, I've got like a 50 year love affair with wood and I've been doing woodworking all of my life and uh, have had some success with furniture and other things and, and people all kind of like that but the neat thing about cigar box or building guitars is i found that people would just go absolutely crazy over them uh, i never could get them to show that much excitement on some of the other stuff i built but on the guitars that was kind of interesting uh people like that but but kind of getting back a little bit uh been a woodworker all my life and i i certainly knew about the industry of building guitars i'd seen enough and watched enough and i pretty much concluded that that was a that was a much much larger undertaking and that was a total kind of commitment of a lifestyle to be able to build guitars and i just wasn't ready to make that and so i kind of stayed away from it and mm. what i found was when i saw my very first cigar box guitar probably back about two, uh, 2009, maybe 2010, I said to myself, I can build that. I can do that. I, I understand that. And more importantly, and what I like so much about it then and I like now, is again kind of the no rules aspect and the fact that it's kind of unconventional. Uh, because if I were to make a, you know, a... Uh, a Telecaster or a Stratocaster or a really uh, nice um, uh, acoustic guitar, it would always be compared to the experts and the and the industry standards out there, and it could take a lifetime to get that close. But when you build a cigar box guitar, you're kind of perfect right out of the chute. So that's what's been a really attractive to me is that you know I don't have to be perfect, I don't have to match, uh, and I don't have to compare myself to the industry standards out there. So that's been really nice. Yeah, there's a, there's another podcast out there that I listen to that one of the guys actually said if you were building if you're building a guitar and you're pricing a guitar. Are you there? Said, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah, I listened to another podcast and um, a guitar building podcast, uh, specifically electric guitars. And um, one of the things that that one of the guys said is that if you are starting starting to if you're building an electric guitar and you are intending on selling it or creating a business, one of the things you're competing with are Chinese made or Korean made or Indonesian made electric guitars, which have you know for which sell for. Which could sell from it like a like a Fender Bullet, which sells for what about two hundred and fifty Australian, but it's got a perfect paint job, like its paint job is without with without a shadow of a doubt, it is it is almost flawless, um, right. you know. And for the for the average 
for the average home builder who doesn't have a spray booth, who doesn't have you know uh, you know pressurised units or UV UV tanning or you know all of that sort of stuff. It's you are competing. You are competing against that. And I think one of the nice things about cigar box guitar building is that it's it's turned that concept. It's turned that concept on its head. And for me, it's because I started building electric guitars. That, that was my first love was, was electric guitars because, I mean, I grew up loving heavy metal and hard rock and, and you know, and, and for years and years I, I was planning and contemplating and, and with one false start, you know, decided I wanted to build a, a couple of electrics and I, and I did. And then I stumbled across cigar box guitars, cigar box, you know, and I found the first guitar that I did, it was a nightmare to paint. It was, it was, you know, it was shocking, you know, really. It was, you know, trying to create a spray booth and using, you know, spray cans and things like that. And it was blotchy and even with, you know, the, the sanding and all that sort of stuff. And it was like, oh, this is just, it's, it's just insane, you know, that the... the 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 learning curve is is and it's the learning curve I think with electric guitars or even acoustics can be quite scary and it can put some people off and that's what's nice about cigar box guitars is that you don't actually absolutely yeah you don't actually have to have absolutely. a builder's background to actually knock something together you can do it right, right. which brings me around yeah to I've uh, I've been real fortunate and again with my travels to China I've been able to get into some of the guitar factories and go and watch them and and they're truly remarkable oh. and you know again to get the the quality of the finish which is what they're known what they're known for mm. of all the things that they do uh remarkable they have a lot of equipment in place they have a lot of processes and uh you know it's a it's a pretty big deal to see and they usually have like you say the the finishes are really pretty nice over there mm. Whereas in my shop, I uh, surprisingly I don't even have spray equipment. I'm still doing stuff out of a spray can. So yeah, you know, and that's one of the things I like. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe someday I'll get more uh, professional equipment. But right now, mm. I can do a pretty decent job, at least acceptable by cigar box standards, if there yeah. are standards on mm. you know what'll look good. And absolutely, you know, you're able to do a pretty decent job. Absolutely. I mean, I've just finished four over the last week for for um. Uh, piezo models and and i've even then i'm still i've been doing this for three and a half years now with the cigar box guitars but even then i'm still i still chop and change between different types of finishes for necks and things like that it's you know i think i did i used a a stain and a stained and oil for one i used ebonizing for all four um you know and then on top of that i used uh tongue oil for two of them and Danish oil for another one. So even even oh, wow. with myself, I'm still not I'm still not. I, I like different finishes for different guitars, and I think you know that's Absolutely. it's actually it's actually a way if you're going to have a if you're going to have a booth or something, you know, a, a, a setup at a market or something like that. It's nice to have different finish options too. Um, yes. There's a fella on uh, on the group actually who um, who does a burnt finish. He actually burns his. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Right. Before you know, before putting on the um, before um, putting on the poly, and uh, right. it's actually it's actually ended up looking. It, it looks great because it, it brings out you know by burning it, it actually brings out the you know the the grain just that little bit more. Um, but all the finishes are, 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 are fantastic. Sorry, let's get back to Michael. <laughs> sure. sure. Well, actually, just That's to finish fun. off that little idea I had that when you were talking about the electric guitars, I've actually gone back to electrics as well. But I'm now approaching electric guitars with, instead of with that, 
luthier mentality, I'm actually approaching electric guitar building now from more of the cigar box guitar building mm-hmm. idea of aesthetics of you know of that type of thing. I'm not I'm not necessarily doing what what you're doing with the bottom end guitars, and I'd love we'll talk about that in two seconds because I, I I'm so excited about those guitars that they, they, they look brilliant. Um, but talking about finishes and things like that, like I, I was playing around with the idea of a kit, and I bought a kit for next to nothing. And I've put it together. It's like a Les Paul, and I've just I've burnt it and I've hit it with hammers and thrown <laughs> thrown chisels at it and then stained it to bring out all the damage. And it looks like you know. And these are things that builders can go and do and approach building with that kind of crazy. Absolutely. And you'd, you'd Absolutely. never see someone. In, I'm sorry, but you'd never see someone in a factory. How are you going to weather this guitar today? Well, let's throw hammers at it. You know. <laughs> I can't and imagine. Again, and, and again, you and again there is a uh, if you're if, if you're making a a Strat or a Tele or any of those, there's kind of a standard out there that everything everybody will compare you to. Well, that doesn't have the finish that the, this one does, or that doesn't look like that. So we have the liberty to just kind of do whatever it is we want, and that really makes it enjoyable. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so we kind of know now how you how you went about so you had your connections you had your connections through the lighting business and so you've used it you use those connections to get the to get in touch with uh the factories and things like that to get the to get the business operate how long has the business been going for the as as well we we officially launched the company and you can find us at if if you don't know you can find us at mgbguitars.com uh we officially went live with our website uh, March 25th of this year, but we'd actually been building and doing work on the actual company for about uh, July of last year. And kind of backing up to kind of give you a little bit of how I got to this point, uh, I started building guitars in 2010. And again, as I mentioned before, I found that there was a lot of appeal and people liked them. And I had family and I had friends and everybody said, that's cool. And I want one. And the next thing you know, I was doing them as donations for fundraisers and giving them away. And then I'd find an artist who liked it and he'd get one. And so I kept building them and I was buying more and more parts uh, from some of the other suppliers in the industry. And then I you know, started to find better alternatives. Obviously there's low price stuff if you can wait for them to ship from China. And then I kind of said, well, I need to kind of formalize this. This could be a cool thing someday if I ever retire to kind of do that. And uh, what I did was I, I kind of said, you know, I really don't think I can make a lot of money building and selling guitars. But the next thing, the next best thing would be to have the parts and, and give them to uh, and sell them to the builders and bring a little competition into the marketplace, which I think we've done a pretty nice job of bringing some competition. And anytime there's competition, that usually means better terms and lower prices, and that's always good for the builders. And I think we've we've done a good job with that. Uh, so that that's kind of been what we've been what we've been working on uh, and and really kind of enjoying it. And the other thing is, again, from just my career, I've been doing electromechanical devices for over 30 years now designing and manufacturing them so i'm always looking for ways to innovate and so we've been uh, working on i've been looking at some some new ideas on making some parts and we got some stuff going we're continuing to announce it we we came up with a, a what we call the box bucker which is a humbucking pickup that i kind of created invented and designed and got it made and then they're really nice and they perform well really a high performance kind of pickup and then we've also jumped on the craze for the thin uh 
the thin humbuckers and we've got those going and I've got a few other things I'm, I'm working on. So what I'm really focusing on is uh, just really working with other builders, getting them the parts they need and coming up with new ideas and better ways to do stuff. I, uh, you mentioned a little bit about piezos and uh, kind of interesting and I don't want to run on too long. If I'm saying too much, just tell me. No, mate. That's that's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, but when I first started, uh, when I first started, I think I built my first one in 2010. Uh, it was a piezo because that was the easiest thing uh, to do, and that was very fundamental, very basic, and I could understand it. And I had no understanding of how to build an electric, so I kind of stayed away from it. But eventually, eventually, I got into uh, I got into making electric. So I said, well, I can try this, and so I, I just tried it, and it turned out well. But it's kind of interesting. The last couple of guitars I've made, I've kind of what I call gone old school, and I'm back to making them uh, piezos. Um, and I'm also looking at uh, even in there, I'm looking at some some new some new products. Uh, you know, everybody uses the 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 disc piezos, but we've got a line of uh, rod piezos, and I'm looking to make some new. Uh, some new uh, bridges that incorporate those rod pizzos and they work fabulously well. So, so that's kind of what I'm going to do. I'm not going to, uh, we're not going to have a broad, broad line that includes all of the uh, kind of the, the pieces and parts and what I call the knickknacks for guitars. I mean, I'll leave that up to the individuals to do their own thing. I'm just going to come up with the basic fundamental stuff, the bridges uh, and the pickups and all the other stuff you need. Like I've got a, a really nice uh, uh, harness that's kind of pre-wired uh, pots and got everything ready to go and all you have to do is hook a pickup to it and you're ready to go so mm. i'm trying to find easy to use stuff for the builders make their lives easier yeah but solderless solderless joints actually um the, the little kit that I was working on that I mentioned before actually had solderless uh, connectors, um, uh-huh. which could be really helpful for you know for for, for young kids getting into getting into yes. building, because you know with with mum and dad's permission and all that sort of stuff. Because it's amazing how many young people are interested in you know in an in an old farts guitar. <laughs> You know, it's um, I've mentioned on the podcast before, but, you know, I I do work with a group of school kids at the school that I work at um, building uh, building these guitars. And I'm consistently getting kids throughout the week coming up and asking if they can join the group. Can I join the group? Can I join the group? Um, You know, and they know what we're building and um, and 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 what the kids are kids are, are doing. And it's it's really lovely when you've got the youth you know, who are the future, you know, coming up and saying, I'm really interested in that, in that instrument. And then they're doubly interested when they know, when they find out actually where it came from, you know, it's, uh, so I was just thinking like that, you know, that idea of, of a, of a, of the solderless joints or a, a complete harness that is able to be inserted by somebody who doesn't have a soldering iron or doesn't have, um, would you would you, with the would you consider doing something like that with the with a, like a preset mag mag set? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been working on that. I've been trying to get the connectors right. Uh, being I'm in the electrical industry, I'm pretty familiar with all of the ways to connect two pieces of wire together, and that's mm. always one of the biggest problems. But I've got some ideas that I'm working on, and again, I'm trying to come up with a, a little kit, whether it be. Uh, you know, kind of a, a surface mount uh, humbucker pickup or a surface mount piezo on a um, on a bridge yeah. uh, that 
basically all you have to do is is go and uh, just put the two wires together and have kind of a, a crimp connector or some type of connector. Yeah. Because you're right. Because one of the things I find is there's just a whole lot of people that uh, just are really uh, have no experience in, and probably have a little bit of a fear about using a soldering iron. So if we can stay away from mm. that. Rightly so. Soldering, yeah. soldering, soldering is the preferred method and is the best method. Mm. Uh, there's some other methods that we can get to work pretty well, so I'm working on those. So. No, that's great. That's great because it is. But these wires, these wires, these wires that are used on pickups and and this stuff, when you start getting 20, 22 gauge and on up, those are pretty small wires, and you got to be careful to connect them. So, the good thing is you can't hurt yourself and you can't burn down the house because there's not enough power there. But uh, yeah. they still have to make a good connection. So yeah, we're working on that. We're we're coming up with some stuff. Oh, that's cool. Uh, with uh, with the yeah. with the bridge earth with the with the earth. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm constantly surprised by the um, uh, by the amount of guitars that I do see um, that that aren't Earth, you know. And I'm not talking sixty yeah. cycle hum because you can't get away from sixty cycle hum. No matter how much you shield the guitar, you're on a single coil pickup. You're always going to get sixty cycle. So you either like sixty cycle or you don't like sixty cycle. And I, I mean, I don't mind it. it just, I, I use um, I use the uh, the Mortal coil pickups in some of my upper range guitars that Mark Wilmot makes here in Australia, um, and they're single coil pickups, you know. And so you do get sixty cycle hum with you know with the single coil pickup. And I, I do shield the boxes and uh, you know use shielding tape to shield the boxes and and make sure that everything's earthed correctly. But you, you don't escape it. It's like a Fender Stratocaster, you know. It's with with a true with a true single coil pickup, you're going to get it. You know, it's yeah. like you're going to get it. You know. Yeah. And. You know, but to, to to talk to people and to see the experts and to to watch a lot of the people that play my guitars, um, it, you know, there's something about just the raw pureness of a single coil pickup yeah. that you don't get once you step up to a humbucker. That's um, it. You know, and I don't I don't want to get into a big debate because that's a, a debate that'll <laughs> never be solved. But you know, there's just a there's a lot to say for the the noise and sound that comes out of a single pickup versus Absolutely. a humbucker. But you can make humbuckers sound good too. So oh, yeah. you know, it's kind of person. That's the whole thing about this. It's all about personal preference. And, well, Jimi Hendrix no always. Right, Jimi Hendrix comes to mind for me because I always think every time I saw Jimmy play a Strat, you know, I loved it. But when, when Jimmy was playing anything other than a Strat, for me, the sound, you know, if it was if it was playing his, you know, upside down V or his upside down, right. you know, Les Paul, it just never sounded like Jimmy to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it had that. Yeah. It, it is that sound, isn't it? You know. And having said that, I come from, like I said to you before, I come from a metal background and hard rock background. So for me, pretty much all of the bands that that I loved growing up as a kid, and you know, and you know, all had humbuckers. You know, and even a lot of the bands would have had EMGs and things like that, which are you know, which are beyond humbucker because they're you know they're, they're you know they've got the driving battery behind them. Um, you know, but but I, I think at the moment now. I'm 45. I'm I'm kind of coming around to single coils. I'm really loving the rawness of the of of the tone. You know, it's just it's a different it's a different kind of heavy. You know, if that makes yeah. any sense. And to the point where I'm actually I'm absolutely crazy about um, the old Tesco pickups. Uh, I've been speaking uh-huh. to uh, Wade Costenbader in the states over there, and uh, got a couple from him. And um, and I just love yeah, I love those old just the old. Mm-hmm. The old Tesco's as well, so you know, and then other people yeah. say, Are "You mad?" You know, God, yeah. they're so thin, and 
Yeah, well, uh, I agree, and uh, I've been doing some experimentation with some new uh, single coils, and uh, one of the things I'm focusing on is uh, I, I do believe that, uh, that, you know, everybody can see the volumes of sales of these guitar increase as as the cost of the components and the cost of the build come down. So I'm working on some uh, single coil pickups that are going to be uh, very good performing, but unbelievably low priced. Uh, just going to uh, really be a, a whole different level than anything that's currently out there is what I'm working working on. So you'll see that that coming along pretty quickly too. So it's very exciting. The website looks fantastic, by the way. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm just thank having you. having a look at the website, and and who's the who's the, the the website provider that you're using for that one? That's it. That's, that's well, it. that's kind of interesting because that's a that's a point. I realized when I was going to I was going to uh, get into this business, and uh, that I really needed to take advantage of kind of the the modern world of e-commerce and uh, social sites and stuff like that. So I have on my team uh, within the company a couple of guys who really have expertise, and they know that whole world. Uh, that's always been a little bit of a problem for me is I could always build stuff, but I had a problem marketing it, and now uh, it was, it was um, I think, the right thing to do to bring some guys in the company that literally know how to do that. I mean, we're, uh, we have that e-commerce website. We, you know, we're on Instagram. We're pretty heavily involved in uh, everything on Facebook. Uh, we're working with Google. Uh, so we're getting the word out there, and, and that's what we're trying to accomplish. And so I'm pretty pleased with that. But the, uh, the one guy that uh, did that website for me is also... Uh, available to do websites for other people, and and that's uh, that, that we can make that connection. Anybody wants to can just get a hold of us, and I can make that connection for you. And I would tell you that's probably been singularly the the best thing I did with this company is to really uh, fully embrace the whole e-commerce and social uh, networks that are out there. I think you have to. I, yeah, I, you have to. I think if you're building any kind of business, and it, it's yeah. It, 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 I think it's become part of the business plan now. It, it yes. has to be. You know, it's uh, the idea yeah. of the idea of running a business without, you know, without, without the use of you know social media is just it's it's mm-hmm. it's business suicide, really. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's been fun. I mean, it's, it's just uh, absolutely. Uh, wonderful to connect like with you and with other people around the world uh, you know we've sh- uh, shipped parts and shipped guitars to Canada New Zealand haven't done to Australia yet, but uh, uh, we've, we've got some other places where we're going to probably be sending some stuff uh, some of Europe and stuff like that so so it's exciting it really is exciting and it's a small small world when we can all get together like this so that's and that's wonderful. one of the things that kind of makes this whole thing take off is because it's on a global scale. Because if you were doing it locally, you might find, you know, five people in your town or in your state that are interested. But, you know, now we've got the whole world. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm looking on here and I'm just, I'm just going down and towards the bottom of the page, well, halfway down the page. Actually, no, it's not. It's at the top of the page. Mm-hmm. I can see Samantha Fish. Is that Samantha Fish? Yeah. Yeah, You've got Samantha yeah, Fish got, on board. She's got, well. One of the things we've done on our website is we have 
you know, we have an artist section where we list a bunch of artists, and these are artists that we've worked with, given guitars to, and uh, Samantha Fish is, is just on fire in the U.S. right now. She's a, She this year took on a, a seven-piece band, and uh, we got to see the uh, first concert. It was actually in Tampa. I got to see her first concert with her band, and they've been on the road, and they're doing some really serious stuff, and she's just a... She's just a phenomenal artist. Uh, oh, fantastic. You, know, just... you have to kind of, it's, I mean, she, it's kind of a double whammy. She's a tall, beautiful, blonde woman that wears beautiful outfits, gets up on the stage and doesn't act barefooted and the people <laughs> go crazy. But she's very talented. And she's so amazing. I met with her when she was in Tampa and, you know, she took one of my guitars. She was very happy with it. And uh, we've agreed and she's on my, uh, she's on our website. And we're, we're slowly adding, um, one of the other people I'd call attention to, one of my favorite artists, probably my most favorite artist, is a guy named David Smash. Uh, he's listed on my site, and we got some information. Steve Harvey's on there, and we're adding people regularly. We're going to be adding a lot of artists there. So uh, just getting the word out. And then secondly, along those lines, you'll see some stuff we do in the future where we're going to uh, do a kind of a builder's uh, connection. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, my goal is to be successful in selling a lot of parts and then just having fun creating and designing and building guitars myself. But uh, it's not my goal to go uh, big into selling guitars. I'll leave that up to the builders. And so we'll sell them the parts and then we'll show them on our site and make some connections. We've got some exciting things working on that area that you'll see shortly. So. Yeah. yeah, I was just about to ask that actually. What's, what's the biggest... What, what what would be the biggest part of the size that the parts of the guitars and I would expect it to be it would end up becoming the parts everything going yeah. everything going to plan yeah it, it kind of depends um, uh, the, the big issue for a lot of people is whether to buy their necks or, or build their necks mm. when I started getting into this like in 2010 I started uh, I, I first started building my own necks uh, yeah. you know and there's a lot of labor involved there's a lot of time involved and I quickly realized that, you know, I really enjoyed kind of putting all the pieces together and, and I didn't get particularly enjoyment out of spending hours building a neck. And I found a couple of good sources for necks and have been buying some necks from other people. And since then, I've come up with my own uh, my own neck specifically designed for this. Mm. Um, and so I just started buying necks and then I could just go to town. I could buy, you know, a bunch of necks and just have a bunch of boxes and then buy all the components and I could just go to town building. And so, mm. you know, that's that's a big issue. There, but there's still a lot of guys who like to build their own necks. Uh, I've helped a few people, show them how to build the necks. Mm. So they still want to do that and that's fine. But, uh, you know, for a lot of people, you know, I think there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, benefit uh, by getting the necks that we sell because they're very reasonably priced. Yeah. And if you look at the amount of time that takes for you to build one and the components mm. and the wood and all that, it's a pretty small price to pay in my estimation. Yeah. Are you using CNC to do the necks? Uh, no, uh, no, those, those all hand done. I, I, you know, it, there's no, uh, no secret, but those are, I'm having those built in a, a factory in China. Those are being imported. So, yeah. uh, you know, those are, those are coming in, um, and they're made in a factory in China, but yeah. it's a factory that actually, that is probably one of the largest neck factories in the world. They literally make necks for almost every guitar builder in, in China. So, you know, I go in with my little piddly orders and <laughs> some of my necks and they kind of just look at me and laugh, but they're, they're gentlemen about it and they yeah. agree to do it. And they're done in about, the whole and they're done in about a half an hour. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they do fabulous. It's, it's just literally amazing to see. I mean, oh. they, like I say, they, 
they are they are they are made in China, but all of that wood came from uh, North America. Oh wow! <laughs> Except for you yeah. know, then the maple certainly came from the U.S. Yeah. That's where they they get their maple. So. I just so, I, I remember watching a I remember watching a video just recently of a um, uh, a factory tour of a um, I think an Indonesian might have been an Indonesian um, uh, factory and. It was just watching watching how many guitars were going through, watching how many necks were going through the process, and it's all done by hand. It's not. It's you know. I mean, the CNC, the basic cutout of CNC. And I don't get me wrong. I don't have I don't have a problem in the world with CNC because CNC only gets you part of the way. I think to to be to be a a functioning business, unless you're sitting there and you're building one guitar every two months. Or th- even that's working full on. I, I think you you have to incorporate CNC into your build, but CNC doesn't finish the work. It's it's still there's always that human touch on the CNC instrument. I mean, if it were me, if I were if I were at a stage where I was you know running a running a large guitar building business, there's no way I'd do it all by hand. But watching these people put these do the, you know do this do do what they do and do it so quickly. Oh, it's just heart wrenching. It's just oh my god. <laughs> this guy's yeah. just done this guy's just done what takes me an hour and a half. <laughs> he's done it in he's done it in four minutes, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that probably has been uh, I think uh, in some of the notes you sent me earlier on what is my uh, secret weapon. Mm. Oh I can tell you that about the same time I got into building cigar box guitars, I also got a CNC uh, router at home. Yep. And I've been going through the process and have really enjoyed that. And it has probably singularly made the biggest difference in my woodworking uh, career and also building these guitars. And if you kind of look at, for example, my fat bottom guitars and you look at that shape, yep. uh, that shape, I cut the components, uh, at least the the inside and the body are all based on a, a CNC router. I have a program. I stick it in there. And I put together the front cover with all the different pieces and parts of cigar boxes and then mm. cut it out on a CNC router and glue it together. Yeah. And then it's also really, really helpful because, again, in addition to soldering, one of the big, big problems that a lot of guys and gals have, because we have to recognize there's a lot of women building guitars these Absolutely. days, is cutting the opening for the neck. And I feel a little bad because I cheat a little bit and I put a cigar box up there and I can cut very precisely within a few thousandths. I can cut a neck opening. Mm. I can cut the uh, F holes. And so I've got a, some guys who live in the Tampa, Florida area that know of that capability and they'll show up at my house with a few boxes. Hey, Mike, can you cut this for me? And I said, sure. We'll just whip it up there and then all in about, uh, you know, about two minutes of machine time, I've got a perfectly uh, machine box ready for assembly. So, you know, that's a big expense and a big commitment for a lot of people. Not everybody will be able to do it, but if anybody's thinking about, you know, kind of getting serious about woodworking or building guitars, yep. a CNC router is a really helpful tool. Well, it's another tool. Isn't it? I mean, a template sure. tool, a saw is a tool, a band saw is a tool. Yeah. And for those purists who out there who say, "Oh, look, CNC, it's not handmade. It's not, you know, it's soulless and all this stuff," because people do mm-hmm. say, it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, then if you if you if you're upgrading from a hand jigsaw up to a band saw, is that the same thing? Is that heartless because because it's easier to do? You know, I mean, having said that, you've still got to plan everything. You've still got to draw everything out. What program are you using for your CNC? Yeah, yeah, and 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 that's uh, kind of a, a never-ending debate, and, and and there 
people on all sides of it. Some people will really, really like the kind of the homemade, uh, you know, parts from the junk pile and, you know, really, really crude stuff. And that's fine. That's, that's cool. I'm, I'm I love that. Yeah. It. But there's, there's other people who say, I'd like a little more precision, mm-hmm. even though it's going to be built on a cigar box or it's going to be built of stuff here. I'd like yeah. a little more precision. And well, so, you know, there's room for all of us and go to it and do what you want. So. Well, my thought, my thought with the whole thing is why not do both? I mean, I, I, mean, I do. Yeah. I, 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 run, sure. I run four different ranges of, with my company, you know, mm-hmm. with my little company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I run four different types of guitars, and they'll range from what I call a Hurricane, which is a very rudimentary, PCO-powered, um, you know, stick-in-a-box type idea. Uh, you know, it's still got a fingerboard on it and all that sort of stuff, but it, it's quite, you know, I was able to build in between work and only get only get an hour each afternoon if I'm lucky, you know, in, in the uh-huh. shop when I get home before, you know, ha- you know, before being with the family to work and then I get I usually get about eight hours over the weekend you know so I've been able to do to build four guitars this week by fitting everything in and just working like a demon but it's easy to do that but then I do it my top range guitar which is a lightning boy and that's that's kind of got all the bells and whistles that's got the really good parts that's got the fretted neck that's got the and it's all done it is all done by hand but why can't you do both why can't if you're building guitars do something pristine it takes takes bloody ages but you, there's no reason you have to just stick with with one type of sure. guitar. But there are people. There are. You're right. There are purists out there who say, you know, you should only buy it if you found it at a junk pile, or you know, don't right. use machine heads because especially the ones made in China, because you know they're <laughs> they're not they're not the real deal. Well, you know what? That's fine if that's what you want right. to build. I've no problem with that. Absolutely. In fact, I love it when I see them. They're great. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I. You see, all, that's the beauty of this whole category. Is you see. All kinds of ideas. I, I just love it on all the groups on uh, on Facebook that all the guys are posting. And boy, every once in a while, I mean, you just see something that just uh, is just unbelievable. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's just unbelievably yep. uh, uh, creative and a great job. And I just applaud that. And that's a little bit of what I like to do is just yep. uh, sit and think about different things. And that, again, is how I came up with the fat bottom guitars. If you'll notice those, and and uh, it just yeah. I, I, I just because I kept going and through boxes and if the box wasn't 10 inches long I really didn't want it and I was just seeing piles and piles of boxes yeah. and one day I just had kind of an idea I said well we ought to take parts of the boxes and make a guitar and so that's how I kind of came up kind with the, the idea of a mosaic top just cutting up parts and yeah. again that's an idea I throw out there I haven't seen anybody really jump on it but I think eventually other people might kind of pursue that idea of, of using multiple pieces of boxes to make a box. So. Well I don't have a problem with that as long as that and this is this is my bug there. I don't have a problem with it because the cigar box guitar industry and even guitar industry, you do you see something and you become you go, Oh, I wonder if I can do that. But here's my thing. If you're gonna take if not take some, I don't mean take something, but if you're gonna borrow an idea mm-hmm. then say, This is where I found it. This yeah. is this is the guy or this is the girl or this is the company that I saw do this and I really loved it and I wanted to give yeah. it a go. So guys, if you're out there, if you're gonna if you're gonna take ideas, for God's sake, say this is this is this is the person or this is the company that I that I saw and pay it forward yeah. a little bit or pay it back. You know, right. I'm looking at this thing. I'm looking at your Comet guitar. I love that. Now, just <laughs> for those people who can't see it, because this is again, this is this is great radio. 
I'm looking at next to the fat bottom guitars on your website is the Comet guitars, and they're kind of an uh, they're uh, an for a uh, an Explorer, like a Gibson Explorer type shape. You know, it's that it's that kind of it's just great. It's almost like a Firebird, actually, isn't it? So, right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's somewhere in between there. It was kind of, you know, the idea was the fat bottoms were more of a kind of a traditional style guitar, yep. like many other guitars. And I kind of said, you know, I need to come up with something that's a little bit uh, a, kind of the whole different uh, genre that, that people might recognize. And so I kind of yep. said, well, I'll take this part of that one. And that's the beauty of a CNC. You can sit down there and kind of dream up an yep. idea. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it kind of morphed into one thing after another. And the next thing you know, I was spitting out a park. And, but getting back to your point about recognizing other people, uh, when I went to the St. Louis Cigar Box Festival, oh, a month or so ago, I saw some guitars where they had, uh, and it was a lady named Pam Martin, a builder, and she had basically uh, recessed something down into the sound hole of an acoustic, and I thought it was a fabulous idea. It was first I'd seen it. I'm sure it's been done other places, and I wanted to do something like that, so I just asked Pam. I said, Pam, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to pursue that idea on a build. She said, "Go right ahead." And as you suggest, when I when I published that, you can see on one of my recent posts, kind of a cool guitar. I gave her credit. I said, "You Absolutely. know, I'm tipping the hat to Pam Martin for this idea." So. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's, so. a, it's a fantastic bloke in the states named Chuck. I won't give his last name because of privacy reasons, but uh, Chuck builds this this amazing little. Um, little diddly bow which is a kind of made using a, a just a, a very short piece of timber and it's one string and it's got a it's got a, a like a humbucking pickup on it or a p90 or whatever it is and and you know and i've i've got a version of that and i actually call it the chucky bow and uh, i've got it on the i've got it on the website it's, it's off at the moment because I'm, I'm just kind of tweaking it a little bit but i contacted him in the states and when i first saw it i, I asked him about a year and a half ago when i first saw it if 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 he minded if I if I did a version of it, and he's a very sweet guy. He said he said he didn't mind, and it took a little while for me to to go back to it. But then when I went back to it again, I contacted him again, and I, this is only about sure. four months ago, and, uh, and and this is the and he just went no, that's that's fine. I'm re-, and he was he was wrapped. He was really wrapped that someone actually cared enough. Firstly, to say <laughs> look, do you mind? And second. I really love this. You know, it's a re- it's a fantastic, it, and it is just, it is just such a wonderful little little invention. You know, um, Justin Johnson actually play. I, there's a video out there of Justin Johnson actually playing one of them up on stage, uh, and it's just it's a ridiculously versatile little thing. A one string instrument. It's yeah. amazing what you can do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's amazing, know? isn't it? But um, it's amazing. but it is, and I think it's important to pay back because it, especially in this day and age, everything seems to be kind of take take take. Um, with very little, so I really like the idea that 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 uh, you know a company, you know a bigger company, if you want to use the term in the cigar box guitar building world like your own, is saying you know hey look you know I've, I I got this idea and this is the person who I got this idea from and you got you know you got you got the blessings to do it and I think good on you yeah. I think it's fantastic yeah. and Pam is brilliant I, I I Pam's on my Facebook page as well and she's and she got she did the cutout on the cigar box and she's placed it down into the neck. So you can't see into the box. It covers up the neck tenon or whatever it is that, you know, the neck through. And I think it's a wonderful idea. That's absolutely, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just such a fantastic idea. And it's, it's so yeah. simple. But having said that, I, no one, I haven't seen anyone else do that. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful <laughs> yeah. idea. Um, do have a couple more questions for you. Uh, we've spoken sure. about, we've spoken about, now you did mention, okay, I'm going to hit you up with this one. This is, okay. You got to pick one. Okay. <laughs> 
Mag pickup versus PCO. Go. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's really interesting. Uh, like I said, when I started off, I started off with only piezos, but of course, then you have a, a volume and, uh, you know, jack, so you can't amplify it. And, you know, then it just seemed like a natural progression to hop into the electrics, which I've basically been doing pretty much uh, exclusively for the last three or four years. But all of a sudden, I just really had an itch to go back to a piezo. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm doing some of that and exploring some of that. And I think there's some better options out there, and I'm working on that. The interesting thing is I, I'm going to offer you up something that will kind of defy your question. And yep. the real fun is going to be when I – and I haven't done it yet. It's not, again, it's not an MGB idea. Other people have done it. The idea will be to do a hybrid that has electric and a piezo in it. So uh, I've already got some ideas on that, and I'm going to work on that. So Have, Hasn't that, that already of, been invented, the $2 humbucker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, don't pop yeah. that sucker. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going to try that. I, somebody, just somebody I, I respect who has a lot of experience threw that idea out to me, and so I'm going to probably try and do that and see how. But uh, you know, it's uh, obviously the cost and complexity of a piezo is significantly less than the cost and complexity of an electric. I, I also you know, feel it's probably an unfair question for me to actually ask that because they are inherently different. They are quite different. One's, one's, an, one's an acoustic, um, one's an, uh, basically an acoustic device, and the other ones, you know, the other ones, you know, the other ones obviously not. Uh, you know, the only, the, the, the only knock on wood. I'm going to knock on wood here when I say this. The, the only refund I've ever gotten. You know, from 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 sales that I've done, has been from a fellow who bought a, one of my guitars on eBay. And the first thing he did with it, it was a, um, a beautiful guitar, but it was a PCO powered, you know, PCO powered device, right. guitar. And the very first thing he did, he bought it and he plugged it straight into a Marshall stack. Just uh-huh. bam, turned it, <laughs> turned like, turned it up. Distortion, you know, just gain all the way, everything on ten, and of course you can't. It's it's impossible to play. It's like look, it's like plugging in a Martin. You know what I mean? If you get a Martin guitar, you know, with the PCO bridge or whatever like that, and you plug that into a Marshall amp and you turn up the, what's going to happen? It's the wrong type of device, isn't it? You know, and you know, it's and that was that was my fault. It wasn't his fault. It was my fault because I didn't I didn't write down. You know, in the in the uh, in the description, basically what it could do and what it couldn't do, and a piezo obviously isn't going to do great big distortion for you. You know, and and I don't. And the thing is, I think with these guitars nowadays, it's not just people who are into bluegrass. It's not just people who are into the blues, you know, or country who are who are playing these instruments now. It's people. you know, it, it, it's people out there who want to make an instrument and they want to play whatever they bloody well want to play on it. They want to play heavy metal on it. Well, I'm sorry, you, you're going to need a magnetic pickup to play hard rock or metal. And, you know, it's just the way it is. Yeah, I just, uh, we just placed, uh, we just gave a guitar to kind of a, a local to one of the local musicians and he plays in a heavy metal band and they're they're already uh, practicing it's a cigar box guitar it's got one of my really high-end uh, uh box bucker pickups and he, yeah. he he loves it and the band loves it and they're incorporating it that's fantastic and then the, you know the other side of the coin and one of the reasons i love david smash so much is he's doing all kinds of stuff i i say a little bit um 
a lot of the stuff we've heard and the traditional use of a cigar box has been for the blues mm. type of music, which which I call the swamp music. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, and it's fabulous. And I've got guys playing that and doing a great job. But I always, always wanted to see somebody play... Um, you know, other types of music, and David Smash has done a fabulous job. I mean, he's even doing some EDM music on a, on a cigar box guitar. And, yeah. Uh, I, I first time I ever heard him, he blew me away because he did Santana on oh, a cigar wow. box guitar, and I said, wow, this is a guy that I want to connect with. So he's, he's really uh, willing to explore, and there's a whole lot more people out there that are willing to take the cigar box guitar and say, hey, you know, it can do this, and you know, I want guys to do country, and I'm asking guys to do gospel, and yep. just all kinds of music on there, and you know, just uh, spread the appeal. So, so it'll be good for all of us, I hope. I hope so. Now, I've got a couple more questions for you, for you sure. before we go, and the first one is a top tip for small business. So, for the uh-huh. small for the small cigar box guitar builder. Um, who's who has a little business or is starting up a starting up a business? What what would be sure. your tip? Yeah, the um, you know the the thing I, I recommend uh, most highly is to take advantage of you know the the social networks that are out there. Uh, look at some of the e-commerce sites uh, I, I I've seen and I've got stuff on Etsy. Although we haven't pushed it, but Etsy is a really great place for selling crap items or homemade items which uh, kind of neatly fit into so uh, you know and you can do that pretty much uh, you know with no cost like everybody else uh, from what I see and from what I'm talking to um, most builders have all the energy have all the enthusiasm have all the excitement and uh, and and are great at building them but where we're all coming up a little bit short is figuring out how to market it yeah and so there's a lot of stuff in the world that you can do electronically and then the other thing i see that works out well is to to hit a lot of the, the local musical festivals i see you know and, and you can pick up on what guys are doing just by following them on facebook but a lot of guys are doing some local jazz uh, festivals or local blues festivals or even local rock or country or blues uh, just any kind of festival and you know spend a little bit of money get a booth if it's not too expensive and put your stuff out there and and just see how it goes mm. and, and make sure you're insured stuff like that and make sure you're insured that's the other Pardon thing me? make sure that you're insured yeah, yeah. Yeah, make sure because the yeah. last thing you want is a string to twang and hit someone in the eye and then be you know then be <laughs> Yeah. In this day and age, this yeah. litigious day and age, yeah, it's just just protect yeah. yourself. So, and... that, so there's a lo- there's a lot of things to do. Um, you know, don't be afraid to explore. Don't be afraid to try things. Don't be afraid to make connections. Uh, you know, and that's one of the great things again about you know sp- specifically Facebook because I have to say I get more information off of Facebook mm. than any other place. Uh, but there's all kinds, you can learn tips and tricks there from all kinds of people. And there's a lot of guys and gals that are more than willing to share what works and what doesn't work for them. So you can you can pick up a lot with that. Absolutely. And I suppose the last one, because we've already done the secret weapon. <laughs> you hijacked yeah. me on that one. <laughs> uh-huh. The last question will be, for builders, for building, uh, what would your top tip be? Oh, boy. Um... You know, I, when you gave me that question before, I kind of looked at it. Um, uh, the one thing I would probably say, the top, my top tip would be to be willing to explore and be creative and take chances. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, you know there's a uh, 
uh, and I don't mean to be critical, but there's a lot of guitars out there, and they're they're kind of the standard cigar box guitar, and they kind of begin to look a little bit alike. And I think it's really kind of hard to step out from the crowd and differentiate uh, if they're all kind of just kind of copies. And if you've seen one, you've seen another one. Uh, so be 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 willing to to be creative and try some stuff and uh, get out of your comfort zone and do something different and you know say well you know yeah that's how it is but why can't I do this and you know some of those things will come out uh, well and some of them won't but you know you got to give it a try. Very so cool. That would that would be kind of my tip. Very cool. Well, Michael, thank you so much. Um, just again, All just right. just for the listeners, where can we find you? Yeah, you can go to, uh, obviously I mentioned our website is mgbguitars.com, and that's where we're also found on uh, Instagram. You can find us mgbguitars there. You can find us on Facebook, mgbguitars. You can find us there. And you can find me on there. uh, You know, you can either connect with me through the company, or you can find me as Michael Breedlove. And uh, I'm, I'm around quite a bit, and I publish pretty regularly, so it's pretty easy to find me. And, uh, I invite all people to connect and would love to talk to you and chat with people and you know get feedback and share ideas and see where we can go with this. I do, I do think, and this was something we talked about earlier, I, I do think that uh, the cigar box industry, the cigar box guitar industry and all of its um, related uh, kinds of things is really going through a pretty big growth area right now, a uh, time of real growth. And a little bit of that I tie to the fact that, um, and I don't know if you talk about this in Australia the way we do in the U.S., but we call it the maker community. The what? Uh, we've really, with a lot of the stuff that's done with CNC and 3D printing and mm. lasers and stuff like that, everybody's kind of saying, hey, I can take it home and make that. And so we have a real strong, uh, there's a real strong growth in the maker community. And this kind of fits that bill. And there just seems to be a lot of interest, a lot of publicity out there right now. A lot of people talking about it. Some of the other companies are doing a great job getting the word out. We're trying to get the word out and uh, getting a lot of interest. Very cool. Well, Michael, once again, thank you so much for uh, sure. for joining us today and, and being a part of the podcast. Uh, hopefully we All can right. catch up with you again in the, uh, in, the, in the near future to see how things are going. Um, give us a buzz, you know, when and if there's anything going on, and make sure you sign up yourself to the Cigar Box Guitar Builder podcast, mate. We'd love to have your input. I'd love to be there. Thank you very much. Well, a very big thank you to Michael from MGB uh, Guitars and Parts. Um, Thank you to you, the listeners. Uh, We're getting more and more people joining our group uh, each week um, and also joining the the podcast uh, as well. And um, it's a huge thank you from me. I really appreciate the support. And um, we've got some fantastic interviews coming up uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, Everything going well. And uh, don't forget, just uh, if you can, uh, give us a review on iTunes. Uh, it would be fantastic. Uh, five stars is always appreciated. Uh, give us some feedback. Uh, let us know how things are. If, uh, if there's anyone that you, want to, um, that you want me to talk to, anyone that you think that might be uh, uh, great to have a chat to, um, please uh, send me a message on the, uh, on the Facebook group um, or message me directly, Adam Harrison, and uh, at uh, Birdwood Guitars. And uh, again, this is Adam. Bourbon Guitars and the Cigar Box Guitar Builder Podcast saying thank you and see you next week. Bye.